We have got our very good friend on the line with us. We appreciate him. Head football coach of the Charlotte 49ers, it is Mr. Will Healy. How you doing, Will? Good to have you back on, brother. Great to be back on. I hope you're doing well. We are doing well. We uh, had uh, a nice little lunch yesterday with your buddy Rusty Wright, and uh, he wanted me to ask you about Culture Thursdays or something about the arcade. Uh, yeah. we were, we were, <laughs> right, so, first off, the job that Rusty Wright has done at Chattanooga is unbelievable. And, and I say that being a, a friend, I get it, I'm biased. But, like, to see what he's done and them being, you know, as dominant as they are in that league, uh, I mean, he's he's done an incredible job. And he's passionate about that place. He is that. Uh, they definitely picked the right guy. And so excited for, for their success. That, so what, what that you being, want to talk trash about me after I said good things about him? <laughs> that's what I, I thought. I was not saying. But then there's a but then. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, no, I'm used to that, too, from Rusty. I'm used to it. Did he give you the cuz? Hey, cuz. Cuz. Hey, cuz. Ask, ask, uh, ask Will about his culture cookouts on Wednesday night. I'm sure he asked about that. He did. He was uh, he was impressed with your 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 uh, culture growing. But I mean, that's a part, and that's a, let's let's be honest. That's a buzzword in college football or whatever. And uh, but I mean, that's it's important, right? I mean, team not just unity, baby. team unity, yeah. bonding. We hear teams going to the bowling alley or going to watch a movie. Whatever the case is, time spent around them that's not football is good for growth. Correct. Well, especially when you lost an entire year of being able to do it. You know, True. I mean, we we didn't have a. We didn't have a real close-knit football team or a real close-knit staff last year. I mean, our new coaches, I mean, you felt like, I, I don't know if I ever got to see their smile, you know. I mean, it, I saw them with a mask on for, for 12 months, and uh, and that's that's different. So we did, for the first time that I've ever been a head coach, we did what we call culture cookouts on Wednesdays. And I got it from Heath Esslinger. I mean, Heath was talking about, hey, man, like, I know you want to use camp as a as a culture installation time, but those guys have so much going on. It's such long days. You need to do it when they got a little bit of time to relax, and it's not as pressing. And you need to install and instill your culture in the summer. And so we utilize that along with the opportunity to be able to do some kind of team bonding experiences. We did top golf. We did uh, a golf course, you know, and taught them how to replace a, or, or to fix a divot and i mean literally we took them to a par three golf course across from campus it's an 18 hole par three golf course it's tough it's in terrible shape but it's tough there's water everywhere and i taught them how to yell four and literally three hours of them playing a hundred guys 120 guys on a golf course i i heard four for three straight hours and balls whizzing by people's heads and all kinds and guys literally making new cups you know uh new holes with with when they were trying to replace a divot but um i mean it was it was so much fun just to be able to relax and be around them again and i i don't take that stuff for granted anymore you know the thing that uh that i'm hearing is the transfer portal is really really putting its foot on the neck of the uh, group of five schools like yourself, like Middle Tennessee, like Western Kentucky, like that. I mean, just talk about the portal, and I know it gives and it, it, it what is it? It gives and it taketh away uh, at all schools. But man, I mean, if you're good at Charlotte, then you're probably looking to go up. If you're, I mean, it's it's just a that, that would be probably the hardest part of your job at this point in time is retaining the good players for next year. 
Well, I think there's a couple things. Number one is you're in Charlotte, North Carolina. You have a lot of really good four- and five-star prospects that left here, and at some point in time they may want to come back home. So it's been very beneficial for us, right? We're in a big city. we got great high school football around. A lot of guys want to come back home. And when you're building and when they enjoy the, you know, the staff and want to be a part of it, it's, it's really helped us. But I, I think that, and I don't say this to take, cause I, I feel like Charlotte football is the big time and we're building ourselves in the big time, but there's a little bit of minor league farm system in this thing too, though, right? Like we got to build ourselves into a place that has the resources, the opportunities for NIL, the opportunities for guys in the National Football League, the success, all of those things um, that, that make it, you know, a triple-A program instead of a double-A program uh, because that's what's happening is these guys are, you know, when they have the opportunity, they're moving themselves up the farm league. They're going from, you know, Division Two to one double-A to Division One, And so, it, I mean, I'm sure Rusty's concerned about the exact same thing. An All-American and All-Conference player for them is – you know, going to look at an opportunity to go play in the group of five or the power five. And um, so, yes, our best players better have a great experience or they're leaving. And, um, you know, there's there's always a uh, – some of the best players in the FCS league are going to leave and want an opportunity to come play at our place too. So you you better be able to utilize it. You can complain about it all day long, but it's it's not going anywhere. So you mentioned NIL and uh, things happening around that. I know I'm sure you're you're like most coaches, 99.9 percent of coaches out there that uh, just don't want any of they don't want their hands in it. Let whoever needs to handle it handle it. But I mean, what kind of movement have you seen with uh, NIL deals, and what are the players saying about it? Did y'all see Jimbo Fisher's comment the other day at the media days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, repeated for he, he listeners. Said, he he said there's. There's been a lot of NIL going on for a long time. People just haven't been willing to, to talk about it. Right. I mean, that's probably the most honest comment of the entire media day. Like That was good. NIL has been going on. Y'all know my opinion. Jeremy Pruitt would not be fired right now with NIL because all the stuff that's been happening behind the scenes is now happening above the table. And – you know, you're talking about a guy at Alabama who's never played a snap as a starting quarterback at Alabama who's already made a million dollars. Crazy. That's insane. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so, hey, is the gap going to widen? Well, the gap's already wide because I went to Georgia's indoor about a, a month and a half ago and saw how they feed their guys. The gap's already wide, but it's it's going to continue to widen and you know, it does help us at the group of five when you're comparing apples to apples where we have Charlotte. And if Wells Fargo or if, you know, some of the boosters in Charlotte have unbelievable opportunities for our guys from a business perspective, and they're basically entrepreneurs as freshmen, sophomore, juniors in college, if they got a chance to earn some money, I want them to be able to do it. Because I used to be the no way, no how, and now that I know how our guys are spending their money, 75% of them send it back to somebody at home who needs it. So wow. if we can help them, let's help them. You know, let's let's help let's help their mom, let's help their family, let's help them like not have to worry about finances or to be able to have a little bit of a nest egg by the time they finish college and take the job that they want that they're passionate about. I love it. It's great, but um, coaches have to stay out of it due to NCAA rules. I can't set it up. I can't, you know, tell them where to go. And so 
they got to be able to do it on their own. But, uh, you know, obviously that's another opportunity in a big city like Charlotte that our guys should be able to take advantage of. Man, when you put in that perspective, that really hits uh, it hits a chord, you know, because like you, like you mentioned, dear, if, you're, if you're helping mom or dad at home and you're sending money that – that you get for per diems or whatever, you know. I mean that 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 says a lot and kind of turns that's the perspective. Real. Yeah, that that that's real. Like that happens a lot, and it happens all the way across the country. And everybody gripes and complains about these guys don't need money. They're helping more than themselves in a lot of cases, and I think people need to understand that. That's well said. Yeah, man. it really is. Um, so what? Uh, you guys open up with Duke. It's on a Friday. Just talk about your relationship with David Cutcliffe and uh, and how that uh, whole game got set up. It's funny because I uh, just got off doing one of the uh, Charlotte radio stations and they were talking about, hey, we had Coach Cut- Cutcliffe on the other day and he was just talking about how good of a coach you are. And I said, look, everybody has great things to say about you when they beat you 56 to 17. <laughs> like, of course the guy loves me. I mean, we were a free win for him last year. Um, and, you know, Cut is a guy that uh, I've always looked up to. Um, I think he's done it different in that um, he's he's got he's been happy where he is. He hasn't chased another job, and he's built that place into a really consistent you know uh, into a consistent program. And he does it with really really good people as well. He, he always does a great job of hiring. Um, obviously, they kicked our rear end last year and and it'll be a tough test it's the first power five school we've hosted at our place and oh that's, that's a cool. big deal yeah that's um, a huge deal so it's a friday night app in east carolina or thursday in charlotte we're friday versus duke at our place and then clemson georgia saturday so uh big weekend in charlotte for college football uh huge test for us uh a mentor a legend in david cutcliffe and he's done it the right way and, and uh you know, hopefully we'll be a little bit more competitive than we were a year ago. And not not to go back, but I'm so interested in the NIL stories. I mean, it's just it's crazy. I mean, what are your thoughts on um, – well, let me ask this. Is it going to make it harder for you in recruiting? Because, I mean, because you have high school kids now getting deals, and I know that depends on, on the state you're in. But, uh, I mean, how's – I mean, have you thought of that, or is that going to affect what you do in any way? Well, here's the deal is that – what you don't want to have happen is some of these high school guys get taken advantage of by somebody who wants to be their agent, yeah. right? And you're going to deal with those people a little bit more than what you've dealt with in the past. Um, you know, you're going to deal with, uh, hey, you're not signing this guy unless you go through me, and then, hey, what's what's my cut, right? And and I I think all that stuff is is terrible. Uh, and and some of them are really good, right? I, I don't want to put them all and stereotype them all into one category but um I, I do think players high school players are going to get taken advantage of by their boys much like when these guys get to the national football league they get taken advantage of they surround themselves but you're going to deal with more of that you're going to deal with you know we've been dealing with handlers maybe aau coaches and kind of seven on seven coaches but now it's going to be with the contract in hand and what does the contract mean what's the duration of the contract so all of that stuff will be unique and different to be able to adjust um but i you know i think that the nice thing like i said before is you have charlotte north carolina uh to be able to sell and you have some resources here that those 
some of the other guys you're recruiting against, though. You return your quarterback, Chris Reynolds. Uh, he would be a guy I would think that would be at top of the list as far as Charlotte football is, for an opportunity at NIL. He's been a while, around there a while, right? Yeah, yeah, he has. And, and I think the, I, I had this conversation with our team the other day. I said, boys, uh, your name, image, likeness, value is not great at two and four. Um, <laughs> and uh, how about we win some more games and I will help your name, image, likeness, value. And so I think Chris is so concerned with how do we win more football games and how is our team the most successful we can be, uh, much more than he is worried about how can I put a few extra dollars. But Chris is also in a unique situation in that he comes from a family that is okay financially. Right? I mean, I, just because Chris isn't concerned about it, he's, he's been blessed. He's fortunate. And right. he doesn't, you know, he's not entitled, but. He doesn't have to worry about that as much. He's got, you know, a mom and a dad who support him. And some of our guys don't have that. So uh, you need to understand what your guys need and want and where they are financially and who they're supporting. And so to each his own. And, and um, you know, uh, I, I think Chris is – he just wants to win football games right now. What would you think – what was your initial reaction to hearing the Texas-Oklahoma news? Holy cow, SEC. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what? I mean – I mean, what, play eight SEC games every year with those guys in it? Like, I I mean, my goodness, how do you build in that conference if you add those two teams? Um, it, it'll be interesting to me. Texas could join the SEC. Obviously, Oklahoma, Oklahoma could follow. But Texas is the one, I would say even more than Notre Dame, that could survive independently in football. So if they probably don't get what they want from the SEC, I could see them saying, you know what, we're going to do this thing on our own for a while. We're going to keep the Longhorn Network, and we're going to be the most dominating brand in college football on our own. Um, So it'll be interesting. If I'm the SEC, I'm like, yes, let's do it. Let's run the world. Um, But, uh, you know, if they can make it work or not, that's yet to be seen. But that would be a scary conference that – I don't know how much I'd want to go against the teams in that league every week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like almost the NFL minor league. It's but, insane. Uh, so final thing for me, last uh, last coach that you met for the first time that you'd always wanted to meet. Oh, that's a great question. Um, um, Do you know him? Mm-hmm. Right. No, I don't know them all. You know who I've never I've never met Saban. Uh, I'd love to meet Saban at some point in time. Um, you know, I'm sure Saban would look at me and like see our practice film and us playing music at practice and dance around the locker room and be like, I don't want to talk to this guy ever again. But uh, <laughs> he wouldn't appreciate yeah. club lit. Come on, club lit, lit. He, he probably. I bet Nick Saban probably would not take a shirt off in the locker room. Uh, <laughs> You know who you know who I was really impressed by? David Shaw is one of the most impressed, and Pat Fitzgerald. Those two guys are two of the most impressive human beings I've ever met, each in their own unique way. Fitzgerald's personality is, is a little bit more outgoing. David Shaw could run for president and win. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met. But those two guys were... Those were special, unique introductions, and uh, got a lot of respect for those guys. Super cool, Will. Keep up the great job. What, what day do you guys start camp? What's day one? August the 4th. August 4th, man. But you know what we have to do? Friday, September the 3rd, call me. All right? We've done this every year for the last five years. 
Friday, September the 3rd, call me right before we're going to play Duke, and let's get on the radio. Okay, that nice. sounds good. I'll, nice. I'll put it on the calendar at 335 so it gives you enough time away from kickoff. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys. Good to talk to you all. Yeah, you too, man. Same, Will. Appreciate tell, it, brother. tell the family we said hi. I'll do it. Go Mox. You got it. Will Healy, Charlotte 49ers. Appreciate the time, Will, as always. Just awesome.